Hello, everyone. Hello. It's Kawaii Cast. I'm Candace. And I'm Tyler. <laughs> and welcome. So let's go ahead and just get right into things. Uh, let's start with the anime news. Um, so I have a few things. I don't know how many things you got. I got one thing. One thing. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, I'll say a couple first then. Okay. Uh, so the manga ka for the Misfit of Demon King Academy mm-hmm. passed away. Oh recently um i wasn't reading it and i wasn't really a fan but it's still sad to hear that kind of news yeah uh in other news <laughs> i gotta say this one just because it's funny uh kimetsu no yaiba heroine nezuko and her voice actress uh akari kito made their debut on the cover of japan's weekly playboy magazine <laughs> If you think that's funny to say, it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, uh, so mine's kind of a big one. Okay. So, uh, the, we are now getting an international event for 2.5D anime stage plays. It's going to be, uh, Japan 2.5D Stage Play World Anime, Manga, and Game Theater Online Festival 2021, which will be taking place between August 13th and August 19th. This is an entirely online event featuring three uh, 2.5D stage plays that will be archived or that are archived, but will include multiple subtitle languages, including English. Uh, the three sh- uh, shows that they will be playing will be My Hero Academia, Naruto, and Sailor Moon. Oh, that's that's neat. Yeah, so this is kind of a big deal because I mentioned back when we actually did our episode about Japanese stage plays that I felt like because they have so many of these shows archived, they really did need to push the idea of just having them subtitled and released internationally. Especially because the pandemic hit these stage plays so hard, the idea that people who do not speak Japanese could just buy an archived copy of the show with subtitles in their own language would be an easy way to make money. It's basically just printing money for these shows. So I am excited about this. Uh, They also did open a new 2.5D cafe in uh, Ikebukura. So... Yeah, we are seeing the world of 2.5D grow really quickly, and hopefully this does mean future shows will be released internationally. If it does well. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. Cool beans. Um, And then two small bits of last, like, last bits of news. Uh, Laidback Camp collaborated with Japan's Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare to raise awareness about uh, mosquito and tick-borne diseases. So they, like the artists, did a poster and all that to, you know, give information and raise awareness, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat. And then uh, the last little bit, uh, Crunchyroll did some market research, and they found that only 6% of Gen Z doesn't know what anime is. That makes sense. So, so 94% of Gen Zers know what anime, what we're talking about. That probably explains why a good amount of our audience is pretty young, actually. Uh, actually, from what I've seen, most of our audience is about our age. Really? Yep. Oh, I would have thought it would have been Gen Zers listening to us. Nope. Oh, alright. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, millennials. Anyway. 
Uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, I do wish that this movie were playing a little bit longer so we could guide, we could give you guys an opportunity to go buy tickets for, for yourself. Uh, unfortunately, I think yesterday as, as was soon, the last... As soon as this episode airs, it will have been... It will have finished its theatrical run. Yes, unfortunately. But we did want to do a review of this movie anyway, because we just saw it this week, and it was really, really cute. It's absolutely adorable. And I want to talk about it, because I don't get to talk about Slice of Life very often. No, you don't. Because I don't watch Slice of Life very often. Weirdo. So let's go ahead and get into it. I do like Slice of Life movies, because I feel like they don't overstay their welcome. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so we are talking about, uh, Jose, the tiger, the, and the fish. Yes. Yes. How adorable is that? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's go ahead and... It, it's a weird sounding title. Yes. Like, obviously you know what, like, Jose is. That's, it's a name. Mm-hmm. But it, you don't, you, you have no context for the tiger and the fish until you see the movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh... I mentioned it in my Discord that we went to go see it, and one of the older members, the older millennials, was like, I'm not gonna lie, the first time I saw that title, I immediately thought Josie and the Pussycats. (laughs) Uh, That's that's the age we're from. Yep. (laughs) And like, I'd be lying if I didn't immediately think Josie as well. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get straight into the story, because the thing is, like, this story isn't anything super revolutionary in my opinion like there was nothing really about the plot of this movie that was just like gonna leave you shook you know like it's not like your name where they just pull the rug out from under you in the middle of the film or uh, a silent voice where you come out of it questioning your entire life and (laughs) everything that you've done and who you are as a person Mm. in the world uh, I'm an asshole. I d- <laughs> I've never questioned that. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, a silent voice reminds me uh, every time I watch it that there was a point in my life where I was suicidal. So, mm, yeah, yeah, it br- it brings dark parts out from inside my soul, and then I'm like, wow, I should probably let's, get therapy. <laughs> well, let's uh, good movie though. Let's let's bottle up those emotions until I can get therapy. Yeah, let's bottle those emotions up until therapy becomes something I can afford. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Good movie, though. <laughs> but Jose, the tiger and the sh- uh, fish. I keep wanting to say shark, and I have to keep stopping myself. It's like, it's a fish, not a shark. Sharks are fish. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're... All sharks are fish, but not all fish are sharks. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Jose the Tiger and the Fish. Uh, it's not. It's not like this amazingly revolutionary film. It knows exactly where it belongs, and it kind of shows its hand pretty early in the film. And there is a part that kind of is like <gasps> gasp, shock. But I felt like I could have seen it coming from a mile away, as well. But it handles all of those themes and those tropes really well, and it just is extremely polished as a story. And I think there's value in that in and of itself, because ultimately, I just felt really good watching it. The happy moments were happy, the sad moments were sad, and I just wanted to enjoy it. So, 
uh, one unfortunate thing that happened, nothing to do with the movie itself, but our specific situation. Uh, <laughs> we, we were in a theater right next to another theater that was playing, playing uh, the Black Widow movie. Yeah. So, so, so you know, in, in times of like, oh, like an emotional moment in our movie, you could just hear like that ex- action. explosions and, and engines revving and the action music. It wasn't quite that loud, but it had, you know, like every action movie has that low bass during all their like dramatic scenes. Yeah. Yeah. We could hear that as clear as a bell. Like... It wasn't so bad that I could tell like what movie, like music or anything was going on, but it's that low bass rumbling that has existed in all action movies since. Uh, since action movies were a thing. No, it's it started with a specific movie, uh, the one where it's like the dream within a dream. Oh. Inception. Inception. Yeah, Inception started that trend, and ever since then, you can't enjoy sweet romantic movies in any theater next door to an action movie (laughs) so yeah so there there was a little bit of a disconnect for us at that part of the film probably the reason why i didn't get as choked up by this movie as i did like other rom-com or other romantic anime movies like i think uh rascal dreams of dreaming girl was a bit sadder for me because it was quiet. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Black Widow did ruin the experience a little bit for us. So I, I do want to see this movie again, almost for that reason. But yeah, uh, I'll probably be buying the Blu-ray when it comes out. So I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, it was a good one. I, uh, if you don't buy it, I certainly will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I love buying Blu-rays and never watching them. Exactly. <laughs> I own quite a few of the Steelbook uh, Miyazaki movies. And they've still got the plastic wrapping on them. No, I take them out of the wrapping, I open the case, I appreciate the craftsmanship that went into it, then I close the case and I never watch the movie. (laughs) And then three weeks later, I'll open the case again, flip the cover around if it's it's reversible. No, it's not. It's a Steelbook. Everything is sealed. Okay. Yeah, so it's one of those, like, if somebody wants to watch Miyazaki films with me, I'll watch them. I own them. I'd all, be happy to watch the them Miyazaki with people. Films. But I'm not going to go out of my way to watch things. Like, that's that's not who I am. So, <laughs> give me a reason to watch something. So, let's get into the reason why we watched this one in particular. Uh, I found out about this movie, I want to say it was like six, seven months ago. I know it was around the time that Jujutsu Kaisen had first come out. Uh, because Eve had released a music video for the song that they did in this movie. They actually did two songs, but it was like the main one they did. Uh, Eve was also the band that did the opening song for Jujutsu Kaisen. So both music videos came out around the same time. And if you've ever watched any of Eve's music videos, you know that they're all animated. They don't do like live action music videos. They're all different anime style. So I saw this music video pop up in my feed, and I was like, oh, cool, new one. And at first, I thought that this was just an animated music video. Like, it was just a, yeah, just a uh, original music video. Not, yeah. Not something to be paired with something else. Yeah. And so about halfway through watching it, I thought, like, man, the editing on this video is kind of confusing. Like, it feels like it's missing pieces. And I'm like, normally their editing is really polished, so this just kind of feels weird. And by the end of the video, I realized, I'm like... 
Oh, this isn't an original video. These are clips. Oh, are now cl I get it. So I'm like, what anime is this from? Because I thought maybe it was going to be a new anime coming out the next season. And I looked it up and found out it was a movie. And I'm like, oh, shoot. When is this movie coming out? No news. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was that was back before it was announced that it would make a, an American theatrical release. Yeah, so fast forward a few months. Uh, I'm going through Instagram reels because that's what I do when I'm depressed. So that's what I do all the time. <laughs> I was about to say, like, <laughs> aren't you always going through Instagram reels? Yeah. <laughs> I see a reel where somebody's like, I'm taking my non-anime friends to go see this depressing anime movie. <laughs> And I'm like, oh shit, Josie the Tiger and the Fish has, is in theaters. So I looked up local showings and I saw that one of the theaters by us was selling tickets. So I'm like, oh sweet, gonna buy some tickets for that movie. And then like half a week later, Funimation started promoting it on their Facebook page. And so I'm like, oh shit, now the theater's gonna be packed because there was already a lot of tickets sold when I bought my seats. So yeah, it was pretty packed. <laughs> Uh, I mean, no offense to anyone, but I also felt a little uncomfortable, like, I was right, like, there was one guy who bought a loan ticket, mm -hmm. sat right next to he me. Sat right next to you. The weird thing is that the, like, three seats next to him were all open. Yeah. And I was like, mm, you know, you know, I'm not gonna say anything, but, like, like really? Like, <laughs> if you were the lone guy, you definitely would have moved over a seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did have a couple that bought tickets next to me, but they actually had their uh, seats were gapped. So there was like a seat between me and them. Yeah. It makes me think that the guy who bought that loan ticket probably was sitting in the wrong seat. It's possible. Yeah, I think that the theater is supposed to have a policy that there's supposed to be a gap because when I bought tickets for Kimitsu no Yaiba, then like I try to buy seats and I accidentally clicked on the wrong one. It's all like, you can't sit there because there needs to be a gap between your party and the party next to you. So I was like, ah, oh, shit, I clicked on the wrong one and fixed it. But So I think he bought the seat next to him and didn't realize it and he was sitting in the wrong seat the whole time. Yeah, it's possible. Like, like he wasn't rude or anything, so, but... Yeah. It was it was just like, well, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about someone sitting this close to me when the pandemic isn't yet over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he was loud. He was a laugher, man. Yeah, he he was. Yeah. I there were definitely moments in, where everybody in the theater was laughing pretty loud, but yeah. Seemed like a nice guy though. So, hopefully he's not listening. Yeah, like I said, no, nothing against him. Hopefully was... he didn't hear me just call him loud. Um, <laughs> somebody listening to this could be like, he, I know that did, guy. He did. He seemed nice enough. It was yeah. just, you know, a little, little awkward. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the actual plot of the movie, because that's why people are listening to us. Plot. Plot. <laughs> and backstory. Yes, and backstory. <laughs> this movie had neither of those things. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no it did not um so, so it, it's about a a girl who is born uh it doesn't really fully mention what is wrong you just know that yeah. she's she's in a wheelchair yeah she's wheelchair bound we don't learn what the condition she has is but we are told by her grandmother that she was born with it so the story starts with a 
a young college student, 20-year-old college student named uh, Sunio Suzukawa. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, who is studying, like, diving and So he's, he's, um, I don't think it mentions, like, says that he's studying that, but he is, his hobbies definitely include, you know, doing the diving. Yeah. Um, He's going to college. He's uh, looking to, after college, go to, like, a, a, a study program abroad. Yeah, in Mexico. In Mexico. Because there is a type of fish... That swims in, only in schools in the Gulf of Mexico. And he wants to see it in person. Because when he was a little kid, he, he there was a fish shop near his house. That had one of these, and yeah. he just fell in love. He would like go a, there when like his parents a, were fighting. Like a weird little kid, yeah. face pressed against the glass, looking at a fish from the outside. He, his parents were fighting. <laughs> he was trying to get away from his parents. You do weird things when your parents are fighting. I, I don't know what that's like. My parents are divorced. My parents are divorced too. That's how I know that you go look at fish when your parents are fighting. <laughs> your parents drop you off somewhere so that way they can fight. Go go play soccer, Timmy. Yeah, basically. Your parents mom, encourage mom. you to take up a hobby so you don't have to listen to it. I guess. <laughs> So anyway, so he's studying, he's saving up money so that way he could pay for his uh, study abroad to Mexico. And he's basically the type who takes up like multiple part-time yeah, jobs. He'll, he'll take up several jobs. And even his friends, you know, some of the, the kid, other kids, I call them kids even though they're 20. Yeah. Uh, some of the other people that he works with, like at the dive shop. Or, you know, one of them is even like, dude, you work too much. Like, go have fun. You're You're wasting your youth. You're wasting your youth. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, don't relate. Uh, So one day he saves, you know, the girl in the wheelchair because she gets pushed down a hill. Yeah. um, I I believe it's unintentional. She just gets, you know, knocked and, you know, goes careening down a hill. Yeah. and And then hits a bump and goes flying. Yeah, so he you catches know, she, her. Look, look, she she went down that hill almost as well as some of the characters in Skate the Infinity. Yeah. Just saying. So, yeah, so she, he saves her life, basically. Uh, and her grandmother basically is like, hey, I'll feed you because my granddaughter crushed your bento that you bought from 7-Eleven. So we'll make uh, you, sure you get fed. Boy, you look like a poor college student. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, I'll feed you. Yeah, and Jose, the girl in the wheelchair, she basically starts referring to him as like a stray and a pervert and all that. And the grandma's like, hey, you're saving up money. I have a job opportunity for you. I'll, I'll get you in touch with the job and it pays really well. And you won't need any other part-time jobs. So, so he comes back the next day, like, "Hey, yeah, Granny, hook me up. I wanna, I, I need a job." And she's like, "Okay, watch her. I'm gonna go play pachinko." Yep. <laughs> like whatever Josie wants you to do, just do. And she starts making him do ridiculous jobs, like kneeling for hours. <laughs> yeah, just just kneel down. I want to see how long a human can suffer. Yeah, and then counting all the lines in the tatami mats. Because she can't sleep until she knows. 
Uh, do you want him to go out and find ten four-leaf clovers? Because there's a legend that if you find ten four-leaf clovers, then uh, your wish will come true. Mm-hmm. So she just makes him do, like, stupid things. And he can't really say no because he really does need the money. And this is really not too difficult of a job for how much it's paying. Yeah. And gradually, just like all kind of cute little romance stories, him and Josie start to connect with each other. Uh, She starts to see that he's the kind of person that could give her the freedom she desires because her grandma refuses to let her out of the house. Yeah, her grandma is very overprotective. Like, no, you know, you I took you for a walk once and you got shoved down a hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are not leaving this house, you know. And and then Jose is just like, look, grandma's asleep for the next two hours. Let's go to the aquarium. Yeah. <laughs> and what he finds in her is someone that just could kind of understand him and help him enjoy his youth because he's given up everything that he finds fun and enjoyable to accomplish his dream. All to pursue his dream. Yeah. So they kind of needed each other in that time and honestly it's just kind of great. He also finds that she's the exact kind of opposite person of him where she's creative and loves to paint and sees this world from a completely different perspective where he sees everything so literal and everything has to have a plan and everything it, ha- it has to be logical it needs to make sense it needs to be building up to something but she also sees in him that he's the type that can reach for anything he wants where she's bound by her limitations so yeah kind of a very cutesy opposite attract kind of story yeah so uh also, the girl at the dive shop that he works with, Mai, is also very, very much in love with him. And she is upset that he's leaving for Mexico in a year. But at the same time, she doesn't want to be the person who's like, no, don't go follow your she, dream. She, Stay she, here and fall in love with me. She, she, yeah, she loves him, but she also doesn't, like you said, doesn't want to be that person to be like, I'm going to crush your dreams so I can be happy. Yeah. <laughs> And their other co-worker is an idiot. Oh, he's 100% an idiot. <laughs> he's he's the kind of dude that, like, uh, he, he strikes me as, my, like, my co-worker, where mm-hmm. if any girl says anything to him, he just assumes she's hitting on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the three of them like to go diving together and... They like to show off the photos that they find of, like, different fish that they see. They're like, oh, I was so lucky to see this fish and get a photo of it. So they're all very knowledgeable of the ocean and aquatic life and stuff like that. So, and ultimately this series is just kind of, or movie is kind of gorgeous as well. Uh, The main studio that handled the production was Studio Bones. But I also saw in the credits that a lot of the work was also handled by Ufa Table and Studio Wit as well. Uh, those, those are some pre- like three pretty big names. Yeah. Wit probably being the smallest of them. Uh, Wit, from my understanding, is associated with Studio Mappa as well, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know exactly how much involvement Ufa Table and Studio Wit had in the production, but they obviously were in the credits. Yeah. And then Studio Bones, obviously being the studio that handled Mob Psycho 100 and Full Metal Alchemist. So, sorry, I caught the burps. 
That's what happens when you chug a Dr. Pepper. Yep, and a beer. And a beer. <laughs> Look, I got two hands. That means I can take two drinks. Uh, the number of times I have said that at a party is more than... <laughs> <laughs> my friend is like oh i wanted to give you this glass of wine but you already have a mixed drink and i'm like we can hand me another cup <laughs> i'm cool with that <laughs> right <laughs> i can write my name on more than one plastic cup i think that's fine <laughs> i don't see a rule saying i can't exactly come on <laughs> So anyway, like I said, there's nothing super, super shocking in this movie. It's boy meets girl, boy and girl have a little bit of a falling out as soon as it starts, realize how much they need each other, slowly fall in love, slowly talk about pursuing their dreams, little bit of conflict happens, then they realize that they need to tell each other that they love each other and they kiss. Yeah. Mwah. Yeah. Mwah. <laughs> Chew. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I do think for the, all you weeaboos out there, <laughs> the most shocking part of this movie uh, is a bit spoilery. I cannot say that word Spo- right. Spoiler esque. Spoiler esque. That's a good word. Uh, so we will talk about it in a minute. Until uh, before then, though, one of my favorite scenes that also bothered me a little bit was when he takes her to the zoo. To see the tiger because she, and hence why there's the tiger in the title, uh, because she says she wants to see the scariest thing that she could imagine, but she wants to see it with him so she can cling on to him if she gets too scared. Yeah, that's not the first sign of them, you know, being in love. I don't know what is. Yeah, and the scariest thing in the world to her is tigers. She yeah. even refers to people that treat her like crap as tigers. Yeah. So uh, I mean that also kind of stems from our grandmother because her grandmother has uh, what's that saying that she says something about the world is full of beasts and something else or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So the grandmother basically refers to all other people as beasts. Yeah. Which the first time uh, Jose is like out at the train station, uh, this guy bumps into her and she's just like, "Oh, he's just a tiger." And uh, the main character is like, hey, you ran into her. She's like, no, she ran into me. Bitch, she can't move. Yeah. And then this other woman, like, he runs into another woman. And he's like, you need to apologize for running into me. And she's like, I will Uh, slap the shit out of you. (laughs) You want to fight? And the whole train station does that thing where they clap. (laughs) I, I thought it was hilarious because, like, her, I can't remember what specifically it was. But it was someone thing along the lines of, like, I will rip off your limbs and feed them to yeah. you. And he's like, wow, okay, I'm sorry. I will stop bumping into people. <laughs> I so, mean, he totally had it coming, but it's yeah. still hilarious. It, it was definitely one of those stories that you read on the internet where everybody in the plane or in the air terminal clapped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but anyway, back to the tiger scene. So she she goes to the zoo to see the tiger and Tiger's like growling and snarling and she's like clinging onto him and she's realizing like she has to face these kind of fears and she has to learn how to do it without having somebody to cling on to. Uh, and it's a really, really cute scene. I'm really bothered by it though. And I don't know if you felt this way as well, 
Uh, that wall is like two feet tall. Oh no, absolutely. <laughs> I I looked at that wall and I was like, well, no fucking wonder this tiger is the scariest thing in the planet to her. That thing could jump that fence. That and, thing could and, step and, over and that fence. And bite her face off. <laughs> that yeah. That tiger was not enclosed. Like, the zoo there has no idea where that tiger even came from. They're just like, this isn't even one of <laughs> our just, displays. It just showed up one day. It just hangs out here. They're, they're like... Like, one generous zookeeper who really likes cat is, cats is like, I'm gonna feed him. Yeah, they're just like, that's not even our tiger. He just lives here. Like... <laughs> no no one dares move him to an actual enclosure. <laughs> We're slowly building an enclosure around it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that tiger literally could have stepped over that wall. <laughs> and I'm like... I feel like whoever animated the scene has never seen a tiger enclosure in their life. So, I'm I'm sure it didn't show it, but I'm I'm like not, I it had to have had like that like trench before the fence. Even so. But even still, like it didn't look like that trench was very long and you're still like tigers the, the can ti- jump. That. Tigers can jump. Yeah. If you that is a thing that cats can do. If you've ever like adopted a cat for the first time and you think, "Oh, I could keep them in my bedroom using a baby gate." <laughs> That's kind of what this was like. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, that tiger was choosing to stay behind the wall, right? Tiger's like, you're lucky I'm lazy. What do I look like? A tiger who ain't lazy? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, tiger's in the same place, like, six months later, too. So, I mean, <laughs> whatever they did with that enclosure, it's working, clearly. <laughs> right? The tiger literally doesn't move. <laughs> Just one overzealous <laughs> zookeeper with a spray bottle. Every, nope. every, every time the tiger gets close to the clo- enclosure, just psst. Psst, psst, psst. <laughs> it back back <laughs> throws a mistake. Good kitty. <laughs> yeah, that, the that ballsy tiger. zoo on the planet, man. That, that tiger enclosure drove me nuts. <laughs> And I get, like, they did it like that for the movie, so that way we could see the tiger, we could kind of get the sense of closeness between, like, the tiger and Jose, but I'm like, go to a real zoo! <laughs> Look at the fucking tiger enclosures! Uh. At least put, like, a wire fence, you know? Like, at least look like you tried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it bothered me. So, uh, my other really favorite scene was the one where she goes to the library by herself, and the librarian's like, oh, we're short-staffed, so I can't read to the kids, and I'm like, that's, that's a mood. Everywhere short-staffed here in America, so we get it. And then the little kid, instead of just being like, oh, okay, well, that's understandable, she immediately goes up to Jose. Immediately turns around and looks at Jose and, like... Read this. Come read this. (laughs) Yeah, that is the most little kid thing in the world, though, where it's like one adult says no, they immediately look for the next adult. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That that was super cute. Um, And, of course, Jose being Jose, she doesn't have any experience reading 
to other people, let alone kids. Yeah. So, like, as she's reading this book, you know, kids one by one get up and, you know, go find uh, something else to do. Yeah. They're like, oh, Disney did this better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, 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 yeah, she just doesn't have the experience. She read through it quickly, you know, instead of pausing and stuff. Yeah. Which reflects Which... the scene with the tiger as well, where it's like she didn't have her caretaker to cling on to during that scene and she was terrified yeah so but yeah so it is it is reflective of that uh one i can say one of my favorite moments is that the other time when she goes to the the library alone Mm -hmm. you know and she's talking to her librarian friend and she says something along, you know, about uh, Tsuneo, and the the librarian is just like, "Wow, you are not hard to read." Yeah. <laughs> that was the same scene. It was like right before that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. Um, you're in love. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I loved this movie. So I will say the one part that really does make this movie stand out a bit and this is where we are going to get into a bit of spoilers so if you want to go into this movie just kind of blind uh go if your local area is still selling tickets because some theaters might have extended showings to try to encourage more social distancing uh go look it up or wait till it's released on Funimation I'm pretty sure Funimation will release the whole movie yeah hopefully yeah, uh, if you get a chance, go see it. Uh, thanks for listening, you guys. Let's get into spoilers now. Yeah. So, and this isn't like the biggest spoiler thing ever. Like I said, you could kind of see this coming from a bit away. Uh, but that's when she finds out oh, that... Oh, you mean with the foreshadowing? <laughs> with with her telling Tsuneo, just be like, oh, you don't know what it's like. Being in a wheelchair. Being in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's pretty predictable that all this was going to happen. So basically, Suneo does get the scholarship to go to Mexico, and he knows that he'll be leaving in March. And uh, he tries to tell her several times, but it always seems like something happens right before he tells her. You know, the classic romantic trope. Well, I was going to tell you, but... Yeah. Yeah. That happens in, like, every single romance movie ever. Mm-hmm. And... So when she does find out, she's just like, I don't want you coming here anymore. I don't want you... Like, this will be your last job. And he's basically just like, please don't, like, shut me out. And she's just like, no, every time I reach for something, it's out of, like, my grasp. And you can reach for anything you want because you're an abled person. And you'll never understand how I feel. And immediately afterwards, he saves her life again and ends up getting hit by a car and is immediately wheelchair-bound, being told he might never walk properly again, he might not be able to dive again. He, like, the person who was giving him the scholarship is basically just like, hey, uh, we'll give you another chance next year, but... uh, wait a year, but... um... We want to give this to somebody else if you're not able to make it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and Eva says, like, there's no point in me taking a scholarship if I can't dive. And so he immediately has that feeling of, like, I shouldn't reach for things. Yeah, it, he, it's one of those moments that it, it does throw a person basically, like, 
into instant depression mode mm-hmm. where you just kind of give up. Yeah. And and he he pretty much does. He's like, well, I might never, you know, in, instead of, you know, listening to the doctor's words where it's like, you might not, you know, there's a chance... You know, he he basically, instead of clinging to the the part where it's like, okay, I'm most likely going to recover, he clings to the part where it's like, I might not. Yeah. You know, there's there's that small chance, I'm fucked, that's that's my luck. Yeah. And it's understandable, because I think I would probably have reacted the same way he did if I had been put in that situation. Because he already just saw Jose giving up all of her dreams because of just bad luck and bad things all happening at the same time and taking, like, pulling that rug out from under her. And now he's just had a rug he's been building his entire life pulled out from under him in an instant. And I understand his feelings. All to see some stupid fish. Yeah, just to see a school of fish. Sorry, school of fish. Come on. (laughs) So, yeah, I, what makes this whole perspective unique, because like I said, we, you could see this whole thing coming from like a mile away. It was really, really predictable that this was where the movie was going. But what makes it unique is the fact that it's the first time I've ever seen in any kind of like love story or slice of life or anything like that, where a character realizes that they don't want their life to get better they just realized that their biggest regret would be seeing somebody they care about go through the exact same situation that they're in and that they would give up everything just to make them go back to normal yeah and that's what jose decides she wants to do she doesn't care about her own dream she doesn't care about what she's giving up she just wants to make sure that he can cling on to that small piece of hope. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, she's rewarded in the fact that helping other people and building somebody else up will never tear you down. Yeah. Um, can I just say, uh, obviously, that, that car crash scene is like really powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just because of the car crash, but to me, it... It really is because of Jose. Like, when when he gets hit, you know, she, like, up until then, she's always called him caretaker. Yeah. You know, and then in that moment, it was like, it finally comes out and she calls him by his name. Yeah, Sunayo. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, my heart. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, that's a moment that probably would have hit me a lot harder, like a truck. Uh, if it wasn't if for it the wasn't fucking for Black, Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, sorry about the thumping noises, you guys. Oh One of the god. dogs upstairs That's... is going crazy. Those dogs. Oh my god. Yeah, that is like not even normal. You guys are experiencing what we felt watching the movie. <laughs> you guys are getting the real-time experience of that. That's what it sounded like, which is rumbling noises. Yeah. Well, we're trying to make you sad. Now go to your corner and cry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So yeah, I'm so glad that we are immersing you in how we felt. <laughs> That's what we do. We come here to provide. Uh, tune in next week for uh, 
ASMR? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Tune in next week where we tell you about isekai by actually sending a truck through your living room. <laughs> yes. Uh. Can't guarantee we'll actually send a truck through your living room. ask nicely we'll push you in front of a bus <laughs> no, i kid of course only if you ask nicely <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to get on the ground and prostrate yourself while while uh saying please also we need a permission slip from both your parents <laughs> mom dad can i get pushed in front of a bus <laughs> My favorite podcasters say I need you to sign this permission slip so I could get pushed in front of a bus. Oh my. Well, that's not the normal kind of thing that I would sign, but for my child, anything. I, I mean, if you love your child. Exactly. Come on. If you, if you love your child, you'll send them to another world. <laughs> so yeah, Joe say the tiger and the fish really good movie that's really good it's really cute mm -hmm. um like you said it's it's not like it has any in incredible like gotcha moments or anything like that it's mm -hmm. you know it's it's fairly standard for a a, ro a romantic movie yeah but it just does it so well yes it is probably one of the most polished like romance movies i've ever seen like, it doesn't need to shock you. It doesn't need to make you feel like, oh my god, I'm gonna go drink myself to sleep tonight because I just remembered I'm crazy and sad. Uh, no, it's just like... Nothing like a depressant to chase the blues away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it really just makes you want to root for these guys. Like, it makes you want to care about them. It... It doesn't guilt you about disabled people either, which was one of the nicer parts of it. It doesn't make you go out and be like, I'm gonna go find somebody who's in a wheelchair and make their lives better. It doesn't do that. <laughs> like, you're not supposed to feel bad about disabled people. You're supposed to feel like you can reach for your dreams by yeah. the end of this and that you can pull through and you can whether whether you're disabled or not yeah you can find hope in everything and like i said the main message of this movie is that when you build other people up you will never tear yourself down yeah and that's what jose does and it makes me happy yeah and i love her and there were parts where I really didn't like Mai. Yeah. But I liked her by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, there's nothing to say that, you know, you can't dislike someone for certain aspects of them. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, very, very, very cute movie. I don't want to give too much away about... Like, some of the stuff that happens at the end. I know I said this is the spoiler part of the episode. But honestly, I don't really want to talk a lot about it. Yeah. I just kind of want you guys to go see it. Yeah. So, the music was also really fantastic. I feel like Eve could just uh, fit any movie what, really well. What What did you think about, uh, like, the animation and stuff? It's. I know, like, in the beginning, there's that scene where uh, Jose, like, is basically daydreaming and she's you know swimming with 
whales and shit. Yeah, see, that's that was in the Eve music video. And that's very much like the Eve music video style, where it's it always happens in a city, and it's always some kind of obscure fantasy thing happening in a city. The reason I knew this wasn't a normal Eve music video is because the city didn't crumble apart. So, <laughs> Eve can't make a music video without destroying the city. That's a fact. Okay. So that's the point where I'm like, wow, this isn't this isn't actually an Eve music video. This is clearly for something else. So yeah, I I loved the animation. All of it fits Studio Bones really well. Uh, you could definitely see the elements that were brought to the table by Ufa Table, because mm -hmm. I think anybody could recognize Ufa Table's art style by this point. That beautiful immersion of two D and three D. Yeah. Uh, they didn't use they didn't overuse three D, which is really really nice. Yeah. So most of it was two D animation. Easily my favorite scene is the first time uh, he takes her to the beach and he carries her to the water and the two of them look like they're dancing. Yeah. Easily the best scene. Yeah. Just in terms of animation and aesthetic, it's just, it's so gorgeous. The character animation in that is really, really like vibrant and expressive and fantastic. Uh, paired along with really good acting. And it's just, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, that being said, you mentioned act acting. Uh, we saw it sub. We not, did. Not dub. Although there was a dub. Yeah, when I in bought... In the same theater. When I bought the tickets, the only showings were sub. So I think they added the dub when Funimation started uh, advertising it. Yeah. And I think they also added the dub in order to uh, spread out the seats a bit. Yeah. So, uh, like we mentioned during Commits no Yaiba, these theaters are taking care to make sure that parties are spaced out. I do think the one guy sitting next to you really was just sitting in the wrong seat. Yeah. So, because there was like two seats next to him that were both empty. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully you guys don't end up in an awkward situation like that in your theater. And... Hopefully they do get more screenings of this because so far any I, I would love if they got more screenings of this. I mean not necessarily that I'm gonna go see another showing, but But like, more people should But I would it. love to for it to be accessible to more people. Yeah. And hopefully they don't sit you next to Black Widow. <laughs> Because that was awkward. At first I thought, I'm like, wow, why are they putting the sound effect in this movie? And then I realized it was coming from the theater next door. And I'm like, oh. That's a thing. And it's that low bass noise that when you've just eaten like half a thing of popcorn in your stomach, it's just like, I don't like this. It's just, it just reverberates through the walls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uncomfortable. I like watching to go see action movies in theaters, but I don't like listening to action movies and theaters when I'm not in that movie. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, everybody who I've seen online who already saw the screening for this have given it, like, 10 out of 10. I haven't seen anybody who's been disappointed by it. Everybody, the best reviews I've seen are basically just it's cute. It's a cute movie. If you're looking for something life-changing, you're probably not getting it, but it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Go see it. So... Yeah. I'm excited to do more movie reviews this month because we're probably going to be doing a lot of movie reviews because I'm not watching anything. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to try to take it easy. Like, I'll still be watching more than you. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to... 
it's it's been an intense few seasons. I need yeah. I need to relax. Yeah, and we do have a few uh, movies that we haven't watched yet that I either own or are currently on my Amazon list. So we might have a bit more of a movie night season this season. Yeah. Or getting caught up on shows that we really should have watched by now. Yeah. Uh, um. So final thoughts. Any? This movie's cute. Go watch it. Okay. So I will probably be buying the Blu-ray, honestly. Um, my, my final thought is, uh, what Tsuneo didn't know is that every time Jose called him caretaker, what she really meant was, I love you. (laughs) Yeah, I had to say it. Anyways, (laughs) that's it. Thanks for for listening, guys. guys. Bye. Bye.